0: You need to have a diversified marketing strategy that will allow you to have a couple areas go poorly and still not fall
1: apart. You have to know how to do Instagram. You have to know how to do Facebook. You have to learn Pinterest, maybe. It's not
0: about being good in every area. It is about having diversity because here's the thing. You need to make sure that you don't put all your eggs in one basket. So I think that's what's more important. And I think, no, you do not have to be good at all of them. Probably if you try to be good at all of them, you'll be good at none of them. Let get right
1: in my bed. Uh. Why you gonna try to get mad? Uh. Everybody wanna keep up, bro. Okay, so welcome back to the Wedding Film School Show. My name is Jared. We have another great episode for you today. A great one. A great one. Jason, welcome to the Wedding Film School Show. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to say
0: welcome to you, Jared. Welcome to my show.
1: Oh, thank you for having me today, Jason. How are you today? I'm doing uh, doing great. Thank you for talking to me about what this episode is going to be for the last uh, hour and a half. It's Um, a
0: challenging subject. And this is basically about just writing a business plan for a wedding creative I think it's equally true for wedding filmmakers or wedding photographers so if you're in that camp and this is your first episode with us you can go back and listen to the other episodes and of course there'll be more to come but the end goal of this is to help you create a business plan um, I would say that give yourself three years to a three-year runway to get going on right at least um, maybe a little more maybe a little less but I don't know. We just think it's important for business people in the wedding space to actually be business people.
1: I think that three year runway is especially relevant for the topic we're going to talk about today, which is marketing strategy because um, as you know, we found out with our business, um, it takes a while to figure out what works when it comes to marketing strategy um, and having a business that is, year over year, you do a marketing strategy, probably a year in advance to when you're actually doing the services, Uh, it takes a while to figure out like what is actually working. So if you're just kind of like starting out, this is your first year uh, filming weddings, or maybe you're in your second year filming weddings, you're still just trying to figure things out. Understand that this takes a while. It's not something that's going to be super clear, but as you get into year three, four, five, um, I think that's where you start getting a little bit more comfortable understanding your business in general, but also what is working when it comes to marketing strategy.
0: Wedding creatives are some of the least patient people. When Like, say, normal business, you're comfortable with a lot of frog kissing because you never know what's going to turn into a prince. And and, and wedding creatives, I think, at the end of the day, they're much more wanting everything to work right away. And they don't have, like, the margin built into their budgets and their time. That's scary. Yeah. Well, and the expectation, I think, has been built wrong. Sure. It's been built, like... Oh, all you gotta do is go deliver good service, and you're gonna get all these referrals, and all these frienders are gonna give you referrals. And
1: well, it's understandable though, because a lot of people are gonna invest a lot. Like you're gonna invest at least ten grand in your kit or whatever, and you're like, I just invested a lot of money. I have to pay this off as quickly as possible. I have to get this business running, um, and so it's yeah, you have a lot of unction to get things kind of. Well, up and, and running there's quickly. a time and a
0: place, but for everything, right? Sure. It doesn't mean you should. Be investing twenty thousand dollars in advertising, and there's also diminishing returns. But at least what we are hopefully going to help you see is that you should not have a. You need to have a diversified marketing strategy that will allow you to have a couple areas go poorly, and still not fall apart. And I think that's really what we're dealing with when it comes to marketing strategy. So we're going to get into that. But before we do that. Today's show has a really cool sponsor, which we talk about all the time. The friend of the show, Kinatenic. They make the Practolite and a bunch of other things. We got a little promo code, WFS25. Go get 25% off your total cart on there. It's a great, great product. They make a lot of cool products, so go check it out, Kinatenic. Let's just get into it today because we got a lot to talk about. Um, For those that don't know, not only do we run a wedding film business Um, we do photography as well actually we do a good amount of weddings we could probably do more if we had bandwidth um so we do photography we do um photo booth we also do web design we do a good amount of commercial um filmmaking um advertising we are resellers of a crm Um, we have a very diversified income stream but we also have a very nuanced understanding of advertising so I'm not saying that you should just do everything we say. maybe in some ways we have our we have our angle and our perspective, and it's very locked into how we run our business. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, we haven't run every type of business either. so take that with a grain of salt. but that being said,
1: and I would also add to that we've really sucked in some areas over the years, so totally. it's, it's something that we have you know we're not saying we're experts on by any means, but we've had a lot of experience in and you know succeeding and then also failing.
0: Well and we've cases. managed six figure marketing budgets for companies. Yeah. Yep. So we have some understanding of like what it takes with a lot a big sample size. And we have our own company, which is a large volume company. So so you know, if that sounds like something worth listening to, great. We're talking about marketing strategy, which is one of the number one I think pain points for a lot of filmmakers and photographers, right? And it's one of the most important aspects of your business plan, which is how am I going to get new clients? That's really all we're talking about. How do I get new clients? It's not the same as branding. I think a lot of people conflate them, right? It's like, oh, my marketing and branding. Well, you need branding to do marketing. Like, it's, a
1: t- it's a tool in marketing.
0: Yes, yeah. it's the thing like someone land. It's like if branding is the image, it's like and marketing is how someone learns about the image. It's mm-hmm. so, like, you know... The marketing tells you, hey, come to the Four Seasons Resort in Anguilla. The branding is you get to the place, either go to the hotel or you go to the website, you look at the advertising that got you to look at it. And it's like, so they matter. They do matter, but they're not the same. And so we're not going to talk about branding so much today. We're not going to tell you what your brand should look like, or we're going to mainly talk about strategies and philosophies behind getting new clients.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think one of the first questions that someone might ask is a, a pretty basic question is, why do you market? Right. It's to get leads down the line. Um, and, you know, I know some people would never in a million years market, but we're going to dive into like what is actual like marketing strategy. And it's more than just selling ads. Right. Or, or, or applying for ads. Way more. Yeah. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of layers to that. Um, I think in general, like most people in, in despite the business that you're running, most people aren't generating enough leads to run the type of business yes. that they want to run. And it doesn't matter what type of business that they want to run. Some people want to find the ideal client and they're only doing like 10 weddings a year. Right. Some people want to run a scalable business where it's like, they're doing 120 weddings. Like we do. Everybody has to create leads. You know, but you have to create more that you're not gonna have a hundred percent hit rate. So you're not gonna get twenty leads and book twenty weddings.
0: If you do, some people are like, Oh, it's great. I'm like, that's not great. That's actually bad. Like, think of it this way: if you're generating 50 leads and you're booking 20 weddings out of those, right? That's probably a actual non-ridiculous ratio. Yeah. Probably a lot of people are doing some similar stuff. Yep. If two of them are coming from one photographer and you're charging five grand. What if you upset that photographer? What if they find someone they like better? What will happen immediately to your sales is you will immediately lose 10 grand mm-hmm. yep. overnight. And you'd have no ability to create your own lead. Yeah. And so I think the position of my thing as a business person, I think this is just business 101, you don't want to be behoove to anyone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You want to be able to do a rain dance, create your own rain at any moment, So, that you're not dependent on market conditions, you're not dependent on the favor of other people. There's always going to be a somewhat, but like you want to create a diversified lead stream where one thing can go poorly and it's okay because you got this other thing to pick you up. And so, that's what we're talking about today.
1: And and I'll add to that point like, I I see a lot of people right now um, coming out of COVID, right? Like, we're in a stage right now where a lot of people are getting a lot of leads and then a lot of people are not getting a lot of leads. There's a a huge disparity between those two camps. Like I see people all the time, all leads haven't picked up yet. Um, And I think that's kind of regional. Like it it is a little bit like, where are you in the country? Are weddings really picking up? Did they ever really die off? Um, I know here in New England, since restrictions have been slowly lifted, now there's this frenzy. It's crazy. And so, um, but I also think there is some of you know the top dogs the people that have the relationships the people that are I, I never stop spending on marketing are just eating everyone's lunch right now because they're just like hey I'm going to fully book and actually I spent that time training an associate so now I'm able to do two weddings instead of one so that's one wedding that's not trickling down to the people that are maybe newer that are you know not top dogs in their area so um, I, I think this is marketing strategy played out right after the coronavirus. Well, and
0: marketing is a bit of a cheat code too. Mm-hmm. And so if you're new, we've done this twice and we're basically build a brand on two weddings. First wedding we ever booked, I think was $6,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we did that off of one free wedding. We showed up, think how stupid that was. Like I think back on now, we would go to this wedding show with one free wedding. We, drink, we dumped about $3,500 in that wedding show mm-hmm. between the booth the because I always believe in marketing I always believe in branding and I always believe in like you show up like you own the place and that's how you can generate respect and trust because if somebody goes like oh if this person's willing to be cheap with their booth they're going to be cheap with my wedding Mm -hmm. right and so we showed up we booked this huge wedding at Castle Hill which is the one of the premier venues like a great wedding. We tell this story all the time on the show, by the way. So if you've been listening, you're like, wow, oh, that story again. <laughs> but, but it was like, it was all marketing. Yeah. It was all marketing. And we're doing the same thing with Merriment right now. We had two, three weddings. We built this whole brand on it. So it's like, you, the portfolio matters. Like, the work we shot was representative work. So it needs to be representative work. It can't be like, you're, oh, I'm trying to find my way. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have a mature expression of your art. That matters. Probably, you can probably take that for granted with this episode. We are assuming that your branding is good, that everything about your website is good, that your brand language is cohesive, that you are not an embarrassment, that, like, anyone who lands on you will like what they see, they will get a good experience. Like, we're assuming all that's working out. And and we won't get into this a lot, but I'll say this as a caveat to all this. One of the things you're going to see if you look referrals, if you can generate a lot of paid leads on the not because your price is cheap, but you don't get a lot of referrals, that tells you something about how good your work is. Mm-hmm. Your work is probably not that good. You mm-hmm. probably need to go and take a hard look. If you can, only, and maybe you don't care. Maybe you're like, who cares? I'll just keep spending money and I'll keep running this business, making mediocre work. But if you have a desire. To get into certain markets, you know, you have to take a hard look of like, what does my marketing tell you about your work? Mm-hmm. And like if you get a lot of people who are hitting your website but not filling your form out, yeah. Your site sucks. Yeah. If people are going to your social and they're not reacting, like just like something you're doing, like marketing will give you a lot of intelligence that will help you determine is your product up to standard?
1: Yeah. And we were just talking about um, our company, Merriment Films, that we just started last year in the middle of coronavirus pandemic. Um, you know, Most of our leads right now, since we started it, are paid advertising because no one knows about this company. It's brand new. We're just introducing it to all of our planner friends. And, and it's probably a little below their market. It's probably below their market. So all of our leads so far has been, have been paid advertising. And now that we're sending out shooters in 2021 to, to film these weddings, we're going to see... If the, the the other aspects of our branding or our our marketing, I'm sorry, I confused those two. Jay, don't scream at me. Scream uh, at
0: him in the comment section of the yeah, YouTube guys.
1: Um, our our marketing um, is effect, is is effective. Like, is it? Are we going to get people who are interested in working with us down the line? Because that's the way we see it. As marketing is composed of multiple layers, and um, why don't we, why don't we hop right into? Let's those get layers. into it. Yeah.
0: So so. First and foremost, and I'll say this, even though I know we're talking about this later, we break it into the 50-50 rule, which is there's really two categories that you want to be succeeding in. Yeah. Um, there are your networking. Hang on, hang on.
1: So it, I want to do this first. We're going we're gonna to preface it. So just prepare. If you're driving, get ready to write something down. Yeah, if it yeah. means you have to like pull over, because we're going to ask you to do a little bit of homework. So yes. just be prepared for that.
0: Yeah. So we break these. This forthcoming list into two areas network marketing leads and advertising marketing leads mm-hmm. and these are just things we want to be 50 percent of our leads coming from the network marketing side and 50 percent coming from the advertising side so the network side would be client referrals which is a sign that you did a good job you made a client happy and you get that lead um, vendor referrals which is a sign that you are professional and cool to work with and of course the work is good and then we have advertising marketing, and this is a pretty big category. We're not going to try to get all of it, but the general ones you want to be looking at are SEO,
1: web presence. simple
0: simple way of saying can't. Well, no, specifically, are people landing on your website from search engines?
1: Yeah,
0: um, and these will then very much vary in in importance, by the way, based on your business model. So, like for instance, the next one, paid advertising. Paid advertising is very important for some business models and other business models, not so much. Um, Social media, publishing, and then, of course, extra random stuff like maybe a wedding show or things like that. But you got SEO, paid advertising, social media, publishing, and then miscellaneous extra advertising opportunities. I would say those are the advertising marketing leads. And So I think we always do the homework assignments with these. The homework assignment here is to... Take each of those categories, client referrals, vendor referrals, SEO, paid advertising, social media, publishing. We're going to have a little form you can fill out on our website. Go to f- weddingfilm.school resources and you can download it and kind of identify what are my channels and opportunities in each one of those. What am I What am I doing f- to make them successful? Um, don't try to understand how you can make them better now. Just try to understand what you're doing now. I think that's where you start.
1: Yeah, and and I would say 2020 is is a cluster like the- it's probably not going to be very accurate, because if you had people reschedule, it's just going to be all over the place. Um, I think if you go back to your 2019, that's probably more accurate, if you're able to go back that far. I, do that Ideally,
0: you do three years, actually. Three-year sample size. Sure.
1: Yeah, three-year sample size makes sense. Um, so so maybe that would be a little bit more accurate. And, and I would just cut out 2020, because it's just probably all over the place. And then in the future... You should be keep keeping track of yeah, these numbers. Yeah, if you haven't been keeping over track, yeah. if you
0: have been keeping track, what you can do actually from each of those is you can write down how many leads you got from each source. Yep. If you if you haven't been keeping track, then what you can do is just go and say, "What am I doing to make each of like maybe you say, "Oh, I post every day." Or,
1: well, and I would say it's totally worth to go back and find where these people came from. It's not yes. really that much work. It's April. Most of us are just waiting for wedding season to start. Go do the work.
0: <laughs> I need work-life balance, though, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, by I, balance, they mean 100%. Call doing, of Duty or die, man. Yeah. I mean, playing Call of Duty, <laughs> traveling. Yeah. That's what your job is. So yeah. You work 40 days a year. You vacation the other 320. That's that's what it. You're means trolling to people too much, dude. <laughs> <laughs> a, wedding, a wedding creative.
1: Um, I need work-life balance. So so yeah so this is the point. Stop what you're doing if you're listening to this podcast. Stop it. And and because we're going to dive into the kind of the 50 50 rule and, you know, kind of honing in on these two categories, but find what it is for yourself. Uh, because I, I think immediately what it's going to tell you is, you know, you're either out of balance or or you're pretty well balanced. Or, right?
0: Most likely what you'll find out is you're only doing one of them. Sure. If you were to a- identify your channels, you're like, okay, client referrals, you know, I've Fifty client referrals over the last three years, and twenty vendor referrals. You look at SEO, no idea, maybe zero. Yeah. Social media, oh, I had twenty people reach out in my DMs that I booked. Okay, great. Publishing, I've never been published, so you know. Paid advertising, I don't spend any money on paid advertising. Like you're gonna find that like you're probably top heavy in a couple areas, mm-hmm. and what we're not telling you is you have to be as equally as successful in all the areas. So I want to be really clear with that. Sure. But um, we'll get into it a little bit, how it breaks down. So as long as you're 50-50 total between the client ones and the paid, the advertising ones, I think you're in a good place at least.
1: Look, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. Can we be a little bit transparent here? I'm going to tell you one of my deepest, darkest secrets. I actually really don't enjoy editing that much. (laughs) If you were to give me the option between shooting and editing, I would pick shooting 11 times out of 10. And if you've been editing and and doing video production for any length of time, you know that dread in your heart as you know wedding after wedding after wedding keeps on mounting up, piling up on your backlog. It really sucks. I hate it and I'm sure you do too. So what can you do about it? You can of course ignore it, it's not gonna go away. You can hire a video editor to work on staff. Maybe it costs you 50 to 60 grand plus taxes. Or you can simply reach out to our friends at No Backlog. They make it super easy to knock out edits while you focus on other more important things like growing your business and making more money. And that's what it's all about, right? Save time and money by working with a professional, reliable and affordable video editing partner and get your life back today. You can spend more time with your kids, with your spouse, with your important other person, or you can simply just play more video games. I don't care, this is a no-judgment zone, man. So make sure you're visiting nobacklog.com and get started today. So make an argument for me, because I know a lot of professional videographers who don't advertise at all, and they have super successful businesses. You know, they're doing 15 weddings a year for 20 grand a year, and they're not doing any form of paid advertising at all or whatever. And that's worked with their business model. So maybe make a case for why you think the 50 50 rule works for all businesses.
0: A, I don't think that that's true. I think we just, just because you're not paying in a traditional sense for the advertising doesn't mean you're not spending money to advertise yourself. For instance, talk to, we'll probably have him on. We should have Jody on sometime. But Jody from LaRev, um, he's spending a lot of money this year, and they do every year, to go to Engage. As much money as we're spending on our ads. Or more, maybe. Sure. And so, why? Because, like, he knows that those relationships are critical to building his business. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's always some unicorn who doesn't do anything right and their work is so good. And it's like, can we just, that is not the example you should be following. You shouldn't be following the example of the best person in the world at the thing that they do, unless you are also the best person. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you a great business strategy. The first business strategy is be the best in the world. If you can do that, great. Then turn off the podcast. Why are you even listening? Just go be the best (laughs) in the world. That's not a business model. Be the best in the world. It's like, no, we're talking about things that you can do to run a business that you have control over that will kickstart you. And like my honest opinion is like, being the best in the world doesn't pay more than being the most medium in the world. Yeah, it's true. Like, just make a living is what we're talking
1: about. If you isn't? make the best steak in the world, you're not making more money than McDonald's.
0: Definitely not. <laughs> Like and so what we're talking about here is like a there's different strokes for different folks and yeah. different things that will work. Yeah. But I'm just saying like I don't really believe there's a substantial, a substantive group of people who are spending no money on their advertising. They're either buying mentoring, they're going to engage, they're spending money on things that will elevate them. Getting relationships that they want. They go to fancy restaurants with people. Like they they're putting everyone is putting money into their business. There's probably some people who are literally doing nothing, and that's awesome for them. That's great. But this is not what we're talking about. I think most people I know are spending something.
1: Yeah, and I think we're we're just trying to refocus the conversation to include all the extras. So anyone who says like I don't spend any money on advertising. Yeah, you're not spending on Facebook advertising, sure. Maybe that doesn't fall within your business model or your business plan or your marketing strategy.
0: Well, like LeRev, uh, they don't it yeah, would be stupid exactly. of
1: them to buy Facebook ads. But, but trying to refocus the conversation on advertising can be engage. It's spending $10,000 on going there. It's spending... $500 on a, a, a meal with two planners at Engage or afterwards, Or like you know, going to an industry
0: party with a $250 ticket yep, or yep, yep. whatever yep. it is. Like you just need to be putting money into the business because it allows you to get opportunities that otherwise you wouldn't
1: have. Again, and, and I would say this is important because even if you're – and we hit on it um, you know, early in the podcast. Even if you're a, a business and you're like, I want to shoot 10 weddings a year and I want it to be my ideal client, if that's kind of what you're, you're thinking your business might be and and what you want to focus on, you probably need to have 50 leads in order to get 10 because you are whittling down who your ideal client is there. In general you with need market, more leads.
0: So what you're talking about is building a lead funnel, right? And this lead funnel, at the end of the day, is gonna really probably be getting like 1% of the total people exposed to your brand. And, like, so I'm always looking at, like, in order to get 10 clients, how many different exposures do I need to different people? How many times do I need to be in front of someone? That's how like, that's a very, the average person needs to have 10 exposures with a brand before they will build brand trust and actually, like, engage that brand. So I want to create that frequency. I want to create that share of voice. Because at the end of the day, you're going to, if you're only going to, like, if you show your brand to 10,000 people, whether it be paid advertising, social media, SEO, all these different ways people are seeing your brand, you're going to close on, like, at, with companies, maybe 10 people. And I think with weddings, it's a little higher. You have a hot lead. You're the not leads just, are hot. Yeah. They know exactly what they want. So, like It's easier to find that lead. Yep. We're very lucky in that we have, like, a very specific thing we can sell. But, like, people have a very, very, like, they a lot of people are showing their brand to, like, 100 people. And they're lucky that they're getting 20 weddings booked. Mm-hmm. They're really lucky. And it's not the way, place I would want to be. I just know, like, typically while we're sitting here in this show, we're going, bing, you have a new inquiry. Bing, you have a new inquiry. Like, we can just decide based on the volume of leads we get the decisions we want to make with our business. And, and that's that's what marketing is. So, so let's talk a little bit about how do you build a business plan around this? Because I think... First, you identify, like I said, maybe you downloaded that form. You've already done it. You identify what are your channels under each one and how many leads am I getting from each of my channels. Mm -hmm. Um, I think coming up with a strategy that's going to get you – this is where ideal client, I think, maybe comes in to the equation, right? Is where are your clients shopping?
1: Sure. I I think it's uh, when it comes to – you're talking about specifically when it comes to paid marketing? No, any of it.
0: All of it. Building your business plan. Putting the marketing, taking this marketing strategy thing, and writing it down in your business plan.
1: Yeah, yeah, is like Certainly.
0: okay. Your business plan is luxury wedding filmmaker, or you know, yeah, thirty weddings a year filmmaker or studio. So or.
1: so yeah, what you're saying is you know it's important to listen to episode one through three to totally. figure out like wh- how you are going to spend any money or spend your time. On the marketing side. Yeah. So, so, you know, decide, you know, that's probably something you should know before you actually decide where that money is going to be spent. I think, yeah, it's a good point. Um, yeah. So let, let's hop into, you know, the, the two sides of 50, 50, right. You know, we want to talk about advertising, which I think a lot of people um, don't want to do. Obviously, I feel like people try to avoid any kind oh, of advertising costs. marketing that's at all like, costs.
0: If you want to sell a class. Write a class on how you don't need to do advertising, and all you got to yeah. do is have a strong brand, and that will sell like crazy to a bunch of Instagram yeah. photographers.
1: Um, you know, you made the point that that everyone should be doing this. It should be 50% of, of your leads that are coming in are through advertising, and that's SEO, paid advertising, social media, publishing, extras. The extras can be wedding shows or just however, whenever, whatever. Probably the, the, leads.
0: the actual way to look at it is they're leads you control. Yes. Versus leads you don't control.
1: Yeah. Do you think it would be helpful to kind of maybe walk through what this can look like for the four different or three different kind of models that we've kind of identified?
0: Sure. Maybe that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. So for each of our brands, they're dependent on different things, right? i have talking to a planner today. She's like, please explain to me. What is the value proposition of Huxley Film? And I said, well, okay, if you have this client who wants this experience, blah, 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 blah. You know, that person is very important to me in selling that. So I have to invest the time to educate my planners on why they want this. Stop, Go, Love, pretty apparent. You know, they like working with us. They go look at the price. Like, and then, of course, Merriment Films, like I said before, it's probably not something I'm going to sell directly to that planner. It's just not for them. And so, like, when we look at that, I'm like, wow. Like, I had one conversation with a planner that one of my brands works perfectly for the other one is okay and the other one doesn't work at all so they require these totally different strategies with that one person yeah right and so depending on what you're trying to build you're going to need to take a totally different approach i do think that the ratio the 50/50 ratio should hold true yeah for your brand cuz like probably at the luxury level like you're going to be much it's much more important to do really good on social and build great planner relationships and invest in those things. And on a volume level, it's much more important to get a lot of opportunities.
1: The, the 50-50 ratio works well here, but the the kind of minute details as to, if you're talking about 50% of your your leads coming from SEO, paid advertising, social media publishing, extras, those can vary. They right? will vary but Those will vary big time. They'll vary big in, time. In that 50%. Dep-
0: totally dependent on what you're selling. Yep. When we yep. look at Huxley, I would expect... A, I think luxury can actually push beyond the 50% pretty easily, and maybe that's okay. Of
1: of advertising, marketing?
0: Yeah, you might end up only being 30, 70 when you have a really, really strong luxury brand.
1: So you're saying it could be higher for, the higher percent comes in from network marketing? Probably. I think so, too. It can. And I always say that because
0: I'm not really thinking through, there's this intangible thing of like, Let's think. We always go back to Jose Villa because he's like the the OG, right? He's got a r- incredibly strong brand with publishing. His social media is crazy. Like the client is aware of him before they're going to the planner. Yeah, and so sure. it's like it's hard to say. Is it yeah, a referral, I would say it gets more murky. It, because, it's murkier because
1: you might spend thirty thousand dollars going to engage over the course of three years in order to get those. Kind of network marketing. Yeah, maybe leads. you never go again after that. Yeah, maybe you don't have to and you're just not spent. Like, I think of one specific company that's charging 10 grand per wedding and they do 120 weddings a year. And I don't know if they're spending any money. Yeah, You don't see them anywhere. Like, they'll do like Instagram. They probably get a lot of leads from Instagram just because they have a big Instagram following now. But um, in general, they're probably not spending a whole lot well, because really, they have the relationship. I think
0: what we're talking about is creating critical mass. Yep. And like getting That's ahead it. of
1: steam. Yep.
0: Right? And so like once you get ahead of steam, you're probably going to need, you can probably stop playing by the rules. Yeah. So if you are like this successful, successful person and you're like, this is dumb. Well, yeah, no, it doesn't count for people who are killing it. Yeah. This, this is just general business practices that are practiced cross industries, yep. by the way, not just in our industry. And this is a great place to get started. And if you're writing your business plan, I would say this is a great way to look at it. So let's, Let's just break it down into these ways you can do advertising marketing. Yeah. You know, what's important here is that you just be aware of them, I think, first of all. Not that you kill it in each of them like we had mentioned before, but SEO. I always hear about SEO. I personally don't really, for our businesses, don't think it's a major important part of our brand.
1: No, I'm always actually surprised when we do get some leads from SEO. Um, we get a decent amount. We get a decent amount. Yeah, Google searches. Um, and and I think the most effective thing to do here is just be around for a long time. <laughs> well, like, there are tools you
0: can use like SEO profiler, sure, things sure. like that. You can run some numbers on it. But in general, like
1: I think it's the hardest thing to do well. It was more important here. years ago yes. when
0: the blogging thing mattered and a lot of things really mattered. Sure. These things are change importance based on the market.
1: Well, there's just a lot more areas of advertising marketing nowadays that you can This is
0: what I'll say about SEO. I'm not an SEO. I'm actually not a huge believer in it. Interesting. Because I think advertising is more effective. Yes. Um, But what I will say is this. When you run one of those reports on your site, you don't want a bunch of the red flags going off, or it's like spelling errors. All the things that Google uses to start calculating well, are you a good site? Yeah. At least you want to be able to pass one of those reports. So I'd encourage you to go check out an SEO report, run it on your site, fix the problems. If your site is passing, great. You should probably be, like, depending on your business model, like our business model is producing maybe 10, 10 leads a year that were book, booked leads, closed leads, um, off of SEO. And I'm happy with that. Yep. I'm happy with five from yep. our business, to be honest. It just tells me, like, my site isn't broken Stuff seems to be healthy. Yep. So why don't I spend a bunch of time on that? Me
1: neither, because it's just, I mean.
0: Get it out of the way. You just can't be an embarrassment. That's all. So paid advertising is where a lot of disagreement is, right?
1: Um, Paid Uh, advertising. I think it's where probably most people think about when you think advertising marketing. is paid advertising. Spend. And it's the thing that most creatives try to avoid.
0: Yeah. This is how I look at it. We said it last episode in the series. Paying money to give yourself time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's interesting to me that wedding creatives are obsessed with having time off, traveling, living the lifestyle they want, all these things that they talk about excessively. That's why people spend money on things, guys. You know why you hire someone to do your laundry? Because you don't want to do it. So you cannot replace the work that goes into getting someone to know about you. You need to either do it yourself, which is a lot of work, to make yourself known to a person who does not yet know you, whether like putting all this time into social media, these things they you need to get in front of people. And the easiest way to do it is to spend money. That's it. That's the easiest way. And like,
1: yeah, right now, I mean, the the ways that people are doing that, I think Facebook is still very effective at at getting in front of brides. And 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 the biggest thing here is like targeting, target marketing. The thing I like about it, we, we have been advertising on Facebook, and it's been working well, but most of our leads actually come from Instagram through Facebook. Um, They're the
0: same back end, by the way, guys. Yeah. Instagram, same company. Yep. You set your ads up in one place, they go to both places.
1: And I, I would just give a shout out to our friends, uh, Max Sadik, because he is really the guru when it comes to Facebook marketing, and we're not going to dive in because, I mean, there's... You'd spend have a full time job. Doing we do Facebook okay with it.
0: I wouldn't call myself an expert by any Go means. Go
1: check but. out um, marketing for wedding pros, uh, the Facebook group, if you want to learn more about Facebook advertising for free, or if you want to take a class, do it with Max. He's the best, and that's really what I would say when it comes to Facebook. Yeah, but um, either
0: way, social media advertising,
1: social media, you know, Pinterest. I've seen some people have success there. Um, I think the Knot and Wedding Wire fall under these categories, which we are currently doing ourselves. Pinterest
0: is actually the second biggest image search engine on the internet next to Google.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. So, if you want to be pinning, like, Vera Wang dresses, you shoot a lot of Vera Wang dresses, you put it up there, girls looking at dresses, pin your work, hire you. Like, that doesn't work as good with video, but with photography, I think Pinterest is killer. Yep. Because of what it lets you do with brands. Yep. Like, TikTok, who knows when? The, I don't know if there's a paid element to that, but like that's next, guys.
1: Yep. Like
0: every one of these social media platforms, they all start out g- giving you hooked. They want to get you on that crack, right? As oh, I'm getting leads. I'm getting leads. I'm getting leads. The second it starts to become essential to your business, that's when they start charging you money. Mm-hmm. And and I'm okay with that. Yeah. That is just how it goes. You know, there's a lot of different ways to get your name out there that are would be considered paid advertising, is organic there? advertising. Yeah, there is. There's yeah. lots. There's lots out there, and and so I do think it's one of those things that probably overwhelms people a lot, right? Yeah,
1: I think when you first get into wedding filmmaking, um, you realize that you have to wear 17 hats.
0: Yes. And uh,
1: yeah, and, and it's overwhelming. You know, you realize that you have to become a marketing expert. You have to do all these things, and just within the marketing avenue. Um, You have to know how to do Instagram. You have to know how to do Facebook. You have to learn Pinterest, maybe. You have to learn how to just do all of these different forms of advertising. You're
0: definitely not going to be able to just do one thing.
1: No, no. And it's it's super overwhelming. Um, And so my question to you would be, do you think that the average creative has to be good at all forms of advertising that we're talking about?
0: I would say I want to have six lead sources. If I have maybe five, five to six quality sources of leads two of them being referral based um one of them being just my website so really i think if you have three other sources of leads like whether it be you know the knot wedding wire and instagram or facebook ads instagram ads like it's not about having it's not about being good in every area it is about having diversity because here's the thing any season any year as society changes some of these mediums are gonna fall off mm-hmm. they're gonna stop becoming the default like someday people are gonna be like Instagram is so stupid you know and somebody who built they always say don't build on a rented channel you don't own Instagram you don't own Facebook you don't own Pinterest any of these they're they're excellent sources of leads and they're great you need to understand them but that being said you need to make sure that you don't put all your eggs in one basket. So I think that's what's more important. And I think, no, you do not have to be good at all of them. Probably if you try to be good at all of them, you'll be good at none of them.
1: I totally agree. And I've definitely um, been victim to trying to do a little bit of everything and then just not even looking at the results and seeing, hey, I'm spending all this time on Pinterest. Why? Like, I haven't, to this day, probably gotten a lead from Pinterest. Why? Am Who knows I even if you even spending? did it right? That's the thing. Yeah. It's- And and, and so that's why I would say, like, all or nothing, man. Like, all or nothing. Like, if you are going to invest in Facebook marketing, don't just throw, like, $20 at it. Throw $1,000 at it and see what happens because that's what's going to give you enough of a base to even make decisions by, right? Well,
0: yeah. I mean, maybe a better way instead of saying all or nothing because you don't have to do all of them. But...
1: Well, all or nothing within, like, don't just, like, lame attempt at facebook marketing. you have to give yourself
0: like, enough of a sample size with anything exactly. you do to produce measurable results um
1: i would say if, if a certain thing isn't working and you know it's not working first of all take the time to kind of check and see yeah look what is working numbers. and look at your numbers uh but then also if it's not working if you've invested a lot of time and you're just like Meh, this is you know don't be afraid to just pull that don't be like peer pressured into doing something whether no, there's a whole like pinterest or wedding wire they're not like I, it works for us but if it doesn't work for you don't be afraid to just pull it and figure out what does work for you
0: yes but give yourself enough sample size i think it's yes. the point is like so what is a good sample size i think with paid advertising my opinion is anything you do with paid advertising should be an annual strategy you need to see how the paid advertising works in all booking seasons off cycle, on cycle, you need enough opportunities. Like, I know people who run it for like two months and they couldn't really afford it and they didn't budget for it properly and they just ran it and they're like, oh, this is gonna pay for itself. No, you're gonna flush that money down the toilet at the beginning of the year and give yourself some time to recoup it. You're, you need to be thinking ahead when it comes to this stuff. And
1: then they have the balls to say Facebook advertising doesn't work.
0: People, can I? This, I'll take an aside here. Every form of advertising works. For someone. So people just saying this doesn't work, it, usually it's just like, that is the most sour grapes take ever. Facebook doesn't work. Wedding wire doesn't work. The nut doesn't work. The only thing they'll never say is you can't say that Instagram doesn't work. And, and you also have to say, oh, I got so many plays on TikTok, even if you got no reads.
1: I've heard people say Instagram ads don't work. Everything
0: works for someone. Yes. Everything works for someone. There's no bad eyeballs on your business. Like, oh, budget brides. Like, you need to come up with a system that filters them out, but you should be happy when anyone fills out your form. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and so at the end of the day, like, you don't need to be amazing at all of it. You do need to generate diversity in your leads, and that needs to be part of your business plan. Like, this is how I'm going to try to get customers every year. I think that really matters a lot. I did want to bring up, like, the not wedding wire listing thing. Why do you think people are just totally willing to just dismiss that?
1: For a lot of people, it hasn't worked. Uh, for whatever reason, it just hasn't. They've they've been burnt on it. We've been burnt well, by it Well, to be clear, before. too,
0: if you're not from the States, I don't know if this is a national thing, what do why or not. It's just a wedding listing website where couples find vendors in a given geographical area. So maybe if you're not in the States, you have your own version of it. But I think these listing sites, you pay to be on them, pay to advertise, pay to have a featured profile, that whole thing.
1: And it's easy. The other reason is... Um, it's really easy to pile on something like that some somebody that takes your money and then doesn't give you the return that you anticipate maybe it doesn't maybe it gives you a return but it doesn't give you the return that you expect you don't you know and and certain people will be like that used to work it doesn't work anymore you know that probably says more about your business than it does about the knot and wedding wire in my opinion um, not that it's a bad thing but maybe you've outgrown what your market is um, on the knot and wedding wire i can say for us we get a lot of work off the Knot and Wedding Wire.
0: Very and normal paying work.
1: My 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 just um, empirical data that I've collected in my brain over the years. Um, it it typically works for people that are maybe lower to middle um, uh, luxury type of bride. Um, like you're not going to get like full on high end luxury brides coming to the Knot and Wedding Wire. Um, but that being said. We've booked plenty of five to seven thousand dollar brides on the Knot. I mean, I'll tell hour, you, so it's not, take it with a grain of salt.
0: If you want to sell combo bags, the Knot is the best place to do it.
1: Probably, yeah. You can do trickle down. If you're a photographer slash videographer, you can do photo. List yourself as a photographer, and then hey, we also do films. I
0: think it's even better to do videographer and then add photo to it. Really,
1: it's I think cheaper. it's less. It's cheaper. It's cheaper, but they already have a photographer when they talk to me. 99% of the time.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I think it might depend on your market, too.
1: Sure. But either way,
0: you can you can double dip, is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. But I can tell you, like, over the last, since January tw- 2018 to March 2021, our not couples are our highest average sale.
1: There you go. Even higher than our vendor referrals, probably.
0: Uh, yeah, by about $600. So there you go. So it's like, that's we have a lot of data. And I'm telling you, like wedding wire somewhere in the middle, the knot you're talking, it's your highest total, average sale. Now, given they, much less you have 196 of those that we booked from the knot in the last since January 2018. Yep. 450 vendor referrals. Yep. So it's a much smaller sample size. Yeah, but, and- but 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 I think that's enough data to say, there are more people on there at least in our region, than just budget brides, as they say.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: Like you know, I, I would always say, like, man, I, mean, I got more data than most people. And I'm telling you, if you do it right, you can get... And it might be different. It's different in every area. It's like We don't advertise totally. in Boston. But anyway.
1: Again, it's all about finding what your niche is, who your client is, who actually wants your services. Yep, um, yep.
0: And having a plan. And that's what we're talking about today. It's like, what's your plan? And just giving yourself time to execute on that plan and create data.
1: This is the one thing that I would not recommend right now. Um, I've actually never really found it to work well, which is um, uh, like Style Me Pretty's little black book, or the, kind of those listings.
0: I don't feel like they have enough volume.
1: Yeah, we, we've never really done. We've we've been on Once Wed. We've been on Wedding Chicks. We've been on uh, Style Me Pretty. We've been on Green Wedding Shoes. All of these blogs, right? To be on their like preferred vendor list. Um, has never worked out well for us. And, the other and, thing that never seems... And to... that might just be us. It might work really well for some people out there, but that's just the experience that we've Probably better
0: had. for photographers.
1: Maybe better for photographers and, and a certain type of photographer. Um, but I, I found that the Not Wedding bar Zola is another new one that's coming on that has some interesting things that uh, I, I'm interested to dive into um, that they're doing right now um, that I think people should check out. Um But those are the ones that are are very regional, and you can dive in, and you can just find local people, which I think is why they're more effective. When you go onto these blogs, they have like, you'd think it would make sense where it'd be like, oh, there are two videographers in Massachusetts, some
0: big deal person, yeah. But
1: you know, so the list is smaller, but also you got to realize the audience is smaller. You got to realize that most of the time, people are probably aren't really looking um, for vendors on those sites; they're looking for inspiration um and the vendor lists are sometimes harder to find um but again it might work well for you because you are in a niche market the other thing
0: that hasn't worked well for us and this is just us again and this is why you need to figure out what works for you yep right because this is i know for a fact works great for a lot of people and diff- yep. and for photographers especially um being featured in magazines by like big publications we've been featured martha stewart style me pretty New York
1: Times. Yep. Yeah, and and this is what I would say, and, and how all this kind of ties together. You know, I, it might sound like I'm kind of bashing these publications, like these blogs, but the people looking at these blogs are probably wedding planners, photographers. That's maybe where you can get some of your network going on, and we'll talk about that um, later in the episode when we get into, you know, network marketing. We'll say it again and again and again. Just finding what works for your kind of people. Uh, what works for your marketing strategy. Um, It might take some time, but it's well worth experimenting. Sure.
0: And all we're talking about is get some diversity. Yeah. Just get diversity. And like, I honestly, here's my opinion. At least one of your lead sources should be paid for. Why do I say that? Because that's something that you control. You want to do more, you spend more money, right? And so you're not just relying. And so my opinion is if you have six lead sources, one being paid for is good. One of the things that, a lot of people talk about is they talk about Instagram, right? And, of course, Instagram, to Facebook to a lesser degree, I think in terms of, like, um, Facebook, people use the ads, but I maybe not as an s- organic platform anymore. I don't think many people are posting to their Facebook page.
1: But, yeah, Facebook pages kind of sucks right now. Hey, even Wedding Film School, I mean, we'll post, and we have, like, 10,000 followers on there, and we probably get maybe a like. <laughs> It just doesn't get in front of people. so Yeah,
0: the algorithm is just, it's not the best.
1: Hates businesses, uh, they hold you hostage.
0: Yeah, yeah. So regardless, like, but one of the things that I've heard time and time again is people who are like, there's a great thing that happens. And you see it mainly with photographers, but it's like, show your face. And like, it's all about like getting in front of customers, building relationships on social media by using your time. And so we talked about it in the last um, episode of this series, which was like, hey, there's no such thing as free anything. You're either spending money or spending time. Either way, it's the same. I think people are comfortable with that time investment. Why do you think so many people resist? Res, sorry. Why do you think so many people resist investing in the ad side to these social media platforms?
1: Uh, because we, as wedding creatives, are, are cheap. Probably, um, we think of spending um, probably as a loss, right? Like, oh, I. I'm not good enough to have relationships, so therefore I had to spend. And so it's all – I don't know. I I think that's probably some of it. Um, And also, who wants to spend money and give it to a soulless organization like the Not Wedding Well, there's
0: always like this thing (laughs) – I think there's a thought that like, you know, there's always a free way to get access to a client. And there is. There is. There is is and there isn't. usually that –
1: Usually you have to spend up front. Again, whether it's time, whether it's money, you have to spend it up front to make it so that you get free advertising. I just want you to put it
0: yourself in the perspective, though, of these companies. These companies, this is what they say, if you're getting it for free, then you're the product. Yes. And so these customers or these companies building these audiences for you, they're doing it so that you have to pay money to talk to them. That's the whole point. So if you get into social media thinking, oh, this is a great way to connect with my fans, mm, until they decide it's not. Until they say, yeah, you can connect with your fans if you're willing to pay us. Mm-hmm. They're the ones in charge. So just keep that in mind. That being said, I think social media advertising actually works really well if you do it, and I would encourage you. I think the reason most people don't do it is because they feel it's way over their heads. You know? So, so I think just getting maybe an expert who can help you out. That's totally worth it for some businesses. I think it's not so hard that a lot of people couldn't learn how to do it, by the way. But investing time and learning how to actually run Facebook ads, which is, by the way, the same as Instagram ads, I think can make a really big difference.
1: Yeah, so social media platforms that maybe would be um, worth investing in, we've talked about a couple, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. how do you think people should be using these? And why, why do you think people don't tend to spend money on these sites for actual advertising?
0: The average artist, I think, it's all about relationship building. And so I think a lot of people maybe don't see the need. And that's probably true of a lot of people. A lot of people probably don't. That's not where they need to spend the money. You know? Yeah. But, but, but I mean, I think most people could generate some sales. And... Yep. I just like the idea that, like, I can press a button and generate a lead. Yeah. For me. Like, I don't love the idea that, like, if I don't show up on this platform every day. We booked 65 weddings in the last three months and posted not – I don't think we've posted one time this year.
1: To Instagram? Yeah. No. And I'll tell you, uh, probably at least 10 to 15 booked us through Instagram.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, take, take that for what it is. I don't know what that means. I'm just telling you.
1: <laughs> Me neither, to be honest. We're still trying to figure that out. I'm just telling you, like,
0: you don't have to do it, and it's well, a lot of this work. Is,
1: this, and, and again, again and again and again, it's all tied together, because I think what's actually happening is somebody gets referred to us, then they check out our Instagram, and then they say, I found you on Instagram that's the last place they saw us before they decided to reach out on our contact form. Yes. Um so I think that that has weight. Um the other thing is uh, for Merriment films we did a little bit of advertising on Instagram but we haven't posted like you know so the daily kind of grind of We don't uh, just do the whole doing like... Instagram as a job is like it's just not that interesting to me and honestly I just haven't really I don't want to be an Instagrammer so too much time. Like, I want to spend my time doing other things. We're so. not
0: the people who are going to show up, mm-hmm. show your face. Yeah. We're yeah. not those people. And, and that's an effective way to sell. Yeah. So if that's you, great. We're not experts on that by any stretch. Like, when we worked with companies with our ad, ag- ad agency, we would spend six-figure budgets on social media. Mm-hmm. We would just spend the money. We'd be like, oh, put up a really nice ad. Like, the whole, like... When I look at the money versus the time, I think the time is more expensive than the money. Yeah. That's just me. But for some of you, that wouldn't be the case. And I, w- I don't want to discourage anyone from just killing it on social and posting, showing their face. I know a lot of you guys are doing a great job with that, and, I, and that's great. I will just say, if you did a few ads on top of it, maybe you could even do more. Yep. Um, and it's about the 50-50 rule. It's about having... of your leads from your client referrals and your vendor referrals and 50% from paid. And especially on the paid side, having some diversity if you're only getting them from your organic Instagram. That's what I would be worried about for you as a business because they could just turn the faucet off on that overnight. Yep. Yep. So anyway, let's talk a little bit about the network marketing side. And that's kind of our term. You might call it, you know, frienders or, you know, relationship building, all that stuff. But, that encompasses the client referrals, and the vendor referrals. The vendor referrals are something that I think are interesting because you can start working on that before you get a portfolio.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I, I think finding your your frienders and your friender circle um, is critical to running a long-term sustainable wedding film business. Um, I can't tell you how many different groups we run in where it's like. I know a photographer, a makeup artist, a florist. Um, uh, did I say photographer? Photographer? Yep. Uh, planner as well. Um, vendor people, too. Vendor people. And we are this cohesive group. And and I am a part of their club. I am the videographer in their club. So whenever like, I'll get a call and be like, oh, I was referred to you by this one photographer. Um I'm hiring this makeup artist, and it's like you see the same exact people. They're like pods at the same. They are. They're little pods. We're probably a part of like five of those. Yep. Where we're the videographer and we work with that photographer, and it's like. Well, your, I was talking team. to a
0: planner today, and I said to the planner, "Blah blah blah." This planner, and she's like, oh, "I don't really know her." Yep. I just assume they all know each other like I do. I have a lot of relationships that these people don't even have, and we yep. we're always trying to get our tendrils in terms of as many relationships as possible. The because people we
1: never see are other videographers. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, unless we're on you know, Facebook groups or whatever.
0: Yeah. I mean, our, like, the, By the way, you can get great leads from other videographers. That's how we got our it's start true. is true. through connecting with somebody who gives a ton of referrals. So my point is like, you need a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. And you will find a lot of them have nice synergy. One of the things that I would say about relationship building and vendor referrals, there's one side, which is you showed up, you did a great job got to work with the people. that of course is very important. Try to get those working opportunities even if you're a second shooter or whatever. The other side though is like when you're trying to build that relationship and you don't have the gig yet, you've never worked with that planner, you've never worked at that venue, you never work with that photographer, if you're a filmmaker. Um, one of the things I'll say most just unequivocally important in this area is that you be authentic. And you actually, like, people know when you're trying to use them. You can't just show up and bring no value. Yeah. You can't just show up and not be cool and not be, like, try to actually, like, be, this is all about being a person who's not just using other people. People know.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I, I was going to say, I mean, a lot of us wedding vendors, we're professional salespeople, mm-hmm. right? You, you run your business, but you're also a professional salesperson. So our BS meter is super high because we're professional BSers, right? Like we're salespersons. I'm a great salesperson. Um, and I can always tell when someone's trying to use me to get what they want. And I immediately just shut them down right away because I am i don't even think about it. So like I think making um, partners and allies in the industry where it's not just about selling the wedding. I, I see if like a planner is like coming to me and is like, hey, here's a wedding I'm, try- I'm not even trying to have them book with me necessarily. I'm just trying to solve their problem. And that can involve booking me um, where I'm just like, we're available. Here's my team. We're ready to go. Um, but if I don't feel like I'm going to serve them as good as someone else, I'm like, hey, let me let me solve your problem in another way. Um, let me give you a referral or whatever. Like, But I want to help this person solve a problem because that's what allies do. It's not necessarily all about me and booking. Because at the end of the day, I want that planner to book me for the next 10 weddings, not just this one wedding that's in front of us that I might not be a good fit for.
0: It's perfectly good to say to someone, hey, the better you do, the better I do. Yep. Right? Like everybody knows that. We're not like in a situation where, like, this wedding planner is my actual best friend. Mm -hmm. You know, like maybe, but I think my wife would have something to say about that. But but, like, we're not, these are, many of these people are not like, they're not gonna come over your house and play poker or something like that. But you are more than just like a means to an end for each other. Mm -hmm. You have to actually care about each other's success. I think that's the bare minimum, right? It's like, you have to look at this person and say, I said to a planner, I said, hey, we're going to do this project with you, this promo thing. And she's like, oh, I want to get you what you're worth. And I said, well, you know, probably you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is how much I can sell this for. But I I said, listen, I want you to know, I don't want you to pay me what I'm worth. Yeah. I want you to have some money left over so you can go grow your business because that's really what helps me is if I can get in, in front of clients yeah. and we are winning together. Yeah. And so like we do that enough for and you do that to for enough people where you solve their problems and of course you're casual, cool, comfortable. You're not always asking for stuff. You're not just reaching out and saying, like, I mean, I've never been a big fan of Hi, I am a so-and-so. I am a v- filmmaker in your area. Let me know if you need any filmmakings made.
1: Yeah, and that's where I think a lot of filmmakers, especially when they first start out, are like, how do I get started with this relationship? How do I start, like, networking? Um, you know, emails are are okay. I would say, first and foremost, the best place to go is just networking events where you can actually meet people, hang out with them, and let them decide if they like you or not. Figure and, out and where and the wedding finding who your person go. is. Yeah, like... I click with certain vendors like that. And other vendors, I'm like, I hope I never have to see that person. Um, And that's fine, guys. Like, that's fine. Find your people early on, I think, is a a big deal. Um, The most practical
0: tip I would give them actually is, for filmmakers, the best thing to do if you want to get to know planners is to get to know photographers. If you don't know planners. Like, if they don't have a strong community in your area you don't have these networking events... Mm -hmm. The photographers always have already have those relationships joining Facebook groups with photographers going to their networking events like eventually that photographer will go hey I like you they'll bring you to the wedding with the good planner mm-hmm. you'll meet the good planner like the photographers are much more accessible because they're much more benefited by working with a good filmmaker and many of them don't know any good filmmakers yep so that's probably the quickest way to start building networking yeah.
1: I I would also say that the quicker you can get your relationship out of just wedding day mode where all the vendors are only thinking like themselves, they're only thinking about doing their jobs. If you can take your relationship out of that day into a networking night, a time where people are having drinks and just talking about like their kids and that kind of stuff, that, that's just a practical way to think about it. Like, Getting outside of the wedding day where people, they just don't care about you. They're not thinking about you. They're busy. They're busy doing their jobs because they're good vendors. And into a night where it's much more low-key, people are just hanging out. Go to the events, guys. That is what's actually... and, And just be likable. Don't talk about like don't talk smack about your clients don't t- don't talk smack about anybody be like talk
0: about <laughs> politics
1: yeah <laughs> yes just some of us that that probably hits closer to home than others just be but.
0: like a cool person who yeah. comes across as cool yeah
1: you can be funny
0: be yourself but like this sounds if this is intimidating to you and you're hearing this and you're like I'm an introvert here's my opinion i think you're at a disadvantage in the industry and that's just
1: well uh, i mean that's that's a, probably a They probably feel like a lot of industries, they're disadvantaged.
0: So I was going to say, the other stuff we gave you should be extra important. Yeah. The way you build your brand needs to keep in mind your personality Mm -hmm. and who you are. And so I don't want you to be discouraged. Like I'm an introvert. I suck at parties. A, you can get better. So it's worth trying to get better. And if you're not into your job to try to improve as a person, I don't really think that's a good thing. But I also think you can build your brand in a way that Works to your strengths.
1: My my wife just found out that she's an introvert. Really, last week. Really, (laughs) (laughs) she she was just like spent a lot of time with herself. She's like, I'm exhausted after hanging out with people. I'm like, because you're an introvert. She's like, but I'm like really like sociable. I'm like, it's grinding gears when you're with people. It's like you're 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 like working your hardest. Like, you feel like you have to hype yourself up. I'm like, you're the, so introverted. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, you can mask it for a little bit. And I would say work on masking it for a little bit. I'm, I come
0: across as extroverted, but I'm actually pretty introverted. Yeah.
1: And so I'm
0: able to show... And I have a hard time shutting my mouth. I have a lot of social problems. <laughs> um, and I do good at netgr- networking events. You do. And yeah. I do great in relationships because I'm very intentional. It actually helps me. Yeah, Like, there's... Because when I'm doing that, I am putting, I'm being very thoughtful, yeah, and very intentional, and like that's really all it counts mm-hmm. is like just be show up, be intentional, and be authentic. And I don't have a hard time being authentic yeah.
1: either. So or speaking your mind,
0: or speaking my mind, and some yeah. people like that. Some people think it's really <laughs> I'm I'm actually I'll tell you this. I look for people who laugh at my mean jokes. Mm. Yep. Because those people won't be offended by me, and they'll appreciate my candor and. I if I can find someone who appreciates my authentic self, yeah. I can make money with them.
1: Shout out to Catherine, our new uh, office ad. She's great. She's great.
0: That's why we hired her. Yep. Um, but also many of my planner friends, like they appreciate honesty and I appreciate work that they appreciate honesty. It's great. Yep. So um, find people like honestly, vendor referrals oftentimes comes down to people who you like and yep. people who like you. So let's, you don't need to get way overcomplicated. Nope. But if you're not likable, you're just going to be screwed. So be likable. Yep. Um, moving on. Client referrals. We won't spend a ton of time on that. This is what I want to say about that. A, like we said before in the episodes, make it easy for people to give you a referral. So don't like, don't suck. Don't be a pain to work with. Don't be late. Give them, like, even the passive referrals, like them giving you a review on your site. Make it easy to do all that crap. But that's pretty straightforward do a good job but one of the things i see with client referrals and vendor referrals one of the number one things you're getting out of all these referral sources is like information about yourself it's like what am i doing well you know when i see when so, if somebody clicks on your ad there's something you did really well they attracted them they immediately connected with that message what and they clicked on it but if they never fill out your form it means your website sucks these are confusing. Your prices are too high. There's something that they landed on that they didn't like. So the first thing was good. The second thing was bad. That is not very personal, right? You change that, right? And it's like, oh, I got to fix my site. I don't think people take that too personally. This, when it comes to the v- client and vendor referrals, this can hit very close to home. If you're not getting these referrals, it, it's going to hurt when you have to think about why you're not getting them.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of aspects to it. I mean, it could be the fact that you you could be very likable, and not hireable from from the client's perspective. Like if you wear like, a
0: Hawaiian shirt and you think that that's your gig,
1: or if you're just late on delivery, or you are a bad videographer. Um, there's a lot that go in, can go into that, and that I think that's hard to do if you because because you're just seeing your own perspective, right? So it's like. Hard to look inward and be like, "Where are the where are the things that I'm doing?" It could you know, literally
0: wrong? be like, "This guy's beard is too long."
1: Sure, yeah, it could be. Like, it could literally. Be that's st- impossible to find out. I feel like maybe maybe you need a friend to tell you like your beard's too long. Well, you don't have to change all this stuff. No, uh, it's just like there. It's all personal. Yes,
0: that's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, and and I think um, I would say the first place you can f- find where you know, you might be struggling here is where are your pain points? Like, where are your, your clients maybe complaining? Are they, like, banging down the door to get their recap or the highlight film? Um, maybe they're like, hey, this dude's taking too long. Like, find your pain points with the client. Like, is it you don't communicate with them. You know what your pain points are. If you're to do a deep dive in your own heart, um, you, you find where those immediate quick fixes are. Because um, those things are easy to fix. Like, just do it. Just find a way to to overcome those little things. Um, some of the other things that you're saying, I think, are a little bit harder. Like, you know, it could be your beard, or it could be, you know, whatever. But or, I think that's where other maybe like filmmakers could tell you, like, "Hey, you do this, and and your color sucks, or something,"
0: or you know? like you're a pain to work with. Yeah, on the wedding day, like if if you constantly you're a douche. If you constantly have conflict with photographers, yeah, your leads will go down, 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 down. Yeah, because photographers talk. and so like you it doesn't matter if you're right yeah it doesn't matter if i mean i don't think you are right by the way if what if you're just don't understand that you're not the only person there
1: we all know a videographer or photographer or whoever who's just like does a good work um and is unharrible because of their personality because they scream at the dj because at every chance they screw every vendor around them they they don't steal care their about ideas. coming back
0: on time for the the when the planner says please be back by this time yep. and like just whatever it is like my point is only this yep these numbers that if you sit down and you do this exercise that we're talking about and you write down your referrals yep. and you write down your leads and where their sources are if you look at that list and your client and vendor side are lean or one season to the next you see a big drop that is a major look-in-the-mirror time mm-hmm. for you and to really say what interactions did I have last year. I've had two or three bad interactions that I can remember in all the years doing weddings with other um, vendors. Every time we have that, I'm always like, shoot, did that affect me?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, did we lose X, Y, or Z? And I think most cases I can't really see that it did. But, man, I would have known why if it did. hmm I would have been like, oh, this person, I like, I had an argument with this person, and then they never referred us again. That that is not unreasonable mm-hmm. of that person to want to do that. Like, luckily, I do think most vendors are understanding, but what they're not understanding of is like, you caused a bad experience for my client. I can't rec- I can't refer you. Yeah, like that'll end you. And, you and they to- might
1: not say it outright. They like, won't. Why they, would they? they yeah, they're, they're just gonna create conflict for no reason unless yeah, they're I'm, super uh, conflict
0: they're not your real friend yeah only your real friends will tell you bad stuff yeah your wife and the people who love you You're, these people don't love you yeah they're just people who have a mutually beneficial relationship with maybe some of them love you but for the most part it doesn't benefit them to tell you something bad yeah yeah so they're not kind of yep so you have to tell yourself yep and look at the numbers and so that's what I'll say about that
1: yeah and then the last thing I, I think I would probably mention in all of this is that um, and, and it's a common misconception I think wedding filmmakers make, I think it's a misconception that people in the commercial and corporate world make is marketing doesn't end just because you spend a lot up front doesn't mean that you're not going to have to spend as much next year or the year after it's constant guys. Mm -hmm. It's like something you all, maybe you're shifting money around or maybe you're shifting your approach around. uh, But it doesn't end. If you, if you shut off the faucet leads shut off as well, they'll eventually trickle out. It might not be an immediate just turn of the switch. Um, but they'll trickle out and die.
0: Yeah, we're, um, we're not going to never post to Instagram again. Yeah. You know, just because we got some leads one month. Like, oh, Instagram doesn't work anymore. Let's see it's if like, we can
1: post once in one year and yeah. see how far we get. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: not, really, I won't, we're, we're really doing, pushing it. I'm not going to do that. No. But but regardless, like, we know, like, you got to keep on keeping on. Just because yep. it's, we talked about, like, the business plan is, like, it's a runway, yep. right? Three year runway, like I think at least three years, maybe five, but like three to five years. Um, And it's going to give you a plan to operate on. And part of it should be your marketing strategy. How does your company get in front of people? And you say, okay, we go to these events, we spend money on advertising, we do weekly social posts, whatever your plan is. Of course, that's going to change over the years as like social media platforms rise and fall. Like you need to be ready to adjust if. Everyone's only on TikTok, whatever it is. It's not going to go away. You're going to have to be advertising, and you're going to have to do marketing in one way, shape, or form forever. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a moving target, although the goal is always there, get people to connect with you.
1: Hopefully this has been helpful, guys. I know uh, this is not necessarily our forte, is, is marketing as wedding filmmakers. Um, some people are probably just more naturally gifted at it than others. Um, Jason, obviously, has done a lot of marketing for big companies. So um, he's certainly helped me as a wedding filmmaker. I feel like I have a little bit of a cheat code. Um, but hopefully this has been a little bit helpful. I would say if you're a wedding creative and you need help with marketing, make sure that you are reaching out to the proper sources. There are plenty of people out there that can help you with your marketing plan, whether it's you know, a professional social media person, Max Sadik uh, with um, uh, Marketing for Wedding Pros, Uh, Is a great resource. He has a Facebook group. Make sure you're checking him out. Um, There are plenty of social media people that can do posting for you and kind of help you navigate that world.
0: In all these areas, get a coach. There are yep. Get an get get help. Pay someone. Like you don't advertising is one of those great areas where many people can do it themselves, but you don't have to. Yep. Yep. And there's a lot of really good experts out there that can help
1: you. Yep. So, again, hopefully this has been helpful for you guys. Make sure you are both subscribed to the Wedding Film School channel on YouTube and anywhere you can find um, podcasts as well, Spotify, iTunes, et cetera. Uh, We also have a very active uh, Facebook group where uh, we have a lot of um, members constantly reaching out, um, asking questions of the group. And it's just a really good community. Make sure you're uh, subscribed there as well. And I was going to remind you one
0: more time, here's the link for the downloadables weddingfilm.school forward slash resources or you just go to the homepage, click on the resources button but the form we mentioned and all the ones from the previous episodes which I think are helpful resources it's a lot of investment but I want to give you something that I think is valuable Um, so the point of this week is really to take stock of all the places that you are getting in front of clients and see how effective they are and potentially maybe improve it come up with a better plan but this needs to be in your business plan some kind of marketing strategy. So go head, head over there to our website.
1: And lastly, guys, I just wanted to remind you, we do weekly film critiques here on Wedding Films. Or some kind panel. of critique. Some sort of critique. Usually film critiques. Um, last week we did uh, pricing critiques. Uh, sometimes we'll do website critiques. So if you want to do that, um, make sure you go to the website as well. There's a place where you can submit your information, your yes. films, et cetera. Um, And we do that on a weekly basis, currently Thursdays at 9 p.m. So thank you guys for joining the Wedding Film School Show, and we'll see you next week.